it's good to expose yourself from uh, to different people from different ages you know maybe a mentor maybe a mentee maybe a peer I love like structuring my network this way not only when it comes to the language when it comes to the culture when it comes to let's say the um, psychographic but when it comes to the demographic as well you're listening to the wholehearted podcast and I'm your host Cohen Tan I'm on a mission to set hearts free and inspire people to break out of their self-limitations to create the life of their dreams. Each episode, I speak to people around the world who live with vigor, courage and authenticity. And I hope their stories can inspire you. So sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. So today we're talking to Jessica Fabrizi, my very good friend from Switzerland. And... uh, I know, I know Jessica to be a very, very uh, talented person and um, she lives life wholeheartedly really and that's the a, that's a reason why I'm so excited at you know getting her in, involved on this wholehearted podcast. So um, Jessica, I, I know like you used to work for Singapore Airlines, right? so can you tell me a little bit more about your, your job, how you became to work for Singapore Airlines and eventually when you left Singapore Airlines, how do you now start your own business? Yes, absolutely. By the way, thank you for having me, Cohen. That's really a pleasure. And thank you for welcoming me to you, Cohen, to everybody. And I would like to compliment you guys for uh, uh, following um, Cohen. You have impeccable taste. This being said, let's go ahead and say that, um, yes, so I've worked in public relations for about 15 years and I worked for, uh, you know, major brands such as Fiat and Peugeot. So first I was in automotive for an Italian brand and a French brand afterwards. And then I uh, switched to aviation and I stayed there for about six years. Um, so um, this is where I worked for Singapore Airlines and it was a great experience because I was already traveling a lot for automotive but just within Europe and then all of a sudden the world opened up to me when I started working for Singapore Airlines so I was constantly so to say jet setting you know sometimes I would wake up I wouldn't even know where I was it might happen to you as well Cohen sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're like okay in which hotel in which city of the world am I actually and um, so this is what happened. But then, of course, COVID hit and it wasn't as fun anymore. And then I decided like last year to actually start my own business, which it wasn't just because of COVID. It was actually because I had also turned um, four, uh, I was about to say 14. No, I turned 40, you know, in the meantime. And, you know, maybe you experienced this as well, Cohen, maybe, you know, you guys at home as well, that um, as you get older, you grow in age, then you grow in values as well, when it comes to values as well. It seems like you have the feeling that your values are actually shifting. And my values did shift. And one of the things that I noticed is actually that I didn't want to promote companies anymore. I actually wanted to promote people position and promote people basically for their ideas mainly not for their lifestyle like you know lifestyle influencers on Instagram but actually for their ideas so I really wanted to go into thought leadership and this is how I created personal PR which is a mix of personal branding thought leadership of course media relations because this is actually my background and also you know what I call super connecting which is my biggest passion networking you know strategic relationships building community and so on so this is what I'm doing now Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, did you always know your talents um, from a young age or is it something that you have to discover along the way? Mm, that's such a good question. I think that when it comes to, you know, establishing connections and nurturing all of these connections, I think that I already knew since I was a child because I would spend every single afternoon already at primary school writing letters to pen pals all over the world. Wow. At least five, yeah. And when I got back from school every day, I would get back 
from school and the first thing that I would check was my mail and then I would get lots and lots of letters you know from really like Italy and Europe and really people all over the world so that was amazing it was my biggest joy of the day to be honest so I think I already had a hunch back then that that would was going to be my future <laughs> what a beautiful story uh. what a beautiful story I mean pen pals right I mean some the people today don't even know what pen pals are right I mean back then right for some of us, we kind of dismiss it as, oh, you know, it's just kind of, a, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like the people do. And, you know, it's like, who actually does that anyway? But now on, on hindsight, right, um, in the world that we live in today, we you know um, AI copywriting, chat GPT and everything like that. I think pen pal writing is one of the most, you know, lost art, right? Because you, you know that you'll be writing to somebody somewhere you have never met before, and you, you really pour your heart and your soul and your mind into writing it because every single word you write has got to have the right impact to connect with the person, in, encourage and engage the person to, to write back to you, right? Tell me more about that. It's like, um, what else did you learn from writing pen pals? Well, I think one of the things that I learned was languages. So I was writing in Italian and in English back then. And then I I added French as well and German with time as I started, you know, studying these foreign languages at school and then I started primary school and then middle school and then, you know, high school. So I would add a language at every single stage, let's say. Um, That was definitely something that I was able to practice every single day that made me good with languages. But another thing that I would say is actually to be open minded. And I think I was open minded to start with, to be honest, and that's why I was so interested in different cultures, different languages, cultures and way of thinking. But of course, when you get exposed to so many different cultures and people, then of course, then um, your um, horizon widens even more. Right. And I think something that we need to consider is sometimes we just don't need to actually expose ourselves to other cultures. I mean, it's great if we do. I definitely recommend it to everybody. But sometimes it's just enough to expose yourself to different people, even within the same culture, because people are so different. You know, <laughs> you'll find the introvert, the extrovert, the ambitious person and the, the person who's, you know, satisfied with little and, uh, you know, different ways of thinking and different, you know, stages of their lives as well. It's good to expose yourself from uh, to different people from different ages, you know, maybe a mentor, maybe a mentee, maybe a peer. I love like structuring my network this way, not only when it comes to the language, when it comes to the culture, when it comes to, let's say, the um, psychographic, but when it comes to the demographic as well. I always want to talk to people older than me. I always want to talk to people younger than me. I always want to talk to my peers as well. That would say, this is something that I learned. Well, you cannot see my my, my, my gestures right now, but I'm actually touching my heart and I'm really like, <laughs> wow, I'm really blown away um, by sharing. Really, that's, that's so awesome. This, I mean... The idea of, of learning on now today, the world that we live in today, right? We're talking about you know learning empathy, we are le- talking about you know um developing curiosity, sense of wonder, and all that, right? But back in those days when you're writing, when you're writing your pen pals, right? It's like you you're empathizing with them because you read every single word that comes back to you in the mail, and um <clears throat> you also expose yourself to different people. So you, you just generates and develops your curiosity. I think that's so brilliant. And so, also the, one of the things that really, really strikes me about you is you speak so many different languages. Like I was, I remember there was once in Singapore you were taking some delegates, um, uh, some journalists from you know Norway, from from Denmark, from Germany, from Spain, from France, um, around Singapore, right? And um, and one moment you're speaking French, the next moment you're speaking Norwegian, and the next moment you're speaking Spanish, and I'm just completely blown away. It's, it, <laughs> do you think that is something you developed, or is it uh, something that's innate in you? 
Mm, that's a good, very good question. I think there's an element of talent that is innate, definitely. And then I think exposure as well helped because since I was a teenager, then, you know, I started going abroad, um, spending time in England with a host family and then spending time in Germany. And then I went to university actually in Germany. Then I moved to Spain, Portugal, then back to England. Then I moved to Switzerland and so on. So of course, there's an element of um, what happened in my life as well, definitely. And then I would say probably um, my family as well, because um, we, like me, my parents, my brother and my grandparents were the only ones living on Lake Como. And other than that, we had relatives all over the world, right? So we had relatives in Rome, we had them in Croatia, we had them in Germany, we would visit all of them regularly. And then we had relatives in Australia and in Argentina. So that definitely... Um, helped because also that's a nuance but even in the Italian language I was exposed to different accents so my dad is still speaking and with an accent from Rome because originally he's from Rome like he spent most of his life on Lake Como up in the north of Italy where I'm from close to the border to Switzerland but actually his accent is still typical from Rome and my grandparents, who I grew up with, they come from a region, let's say a city close to Venice. So they speak a different, uh, different with a different accent. And I would say they also spoke dialect to me, not just different accent, but really a proper dialect. So when I speak dialect with my mom and with my brother now, even with my dad, who's from Rome, I speak that <laughs> variant of dialect, which is like very similar to the Venice dialect. So I think that already that helped me, you know, train my ear, so to say, and train my, I would say my mouth as well, because I was imitating my, my grandparents' accent. I don't have an accent from Rome. That is weird, but I understand, you know, the accent from Rome, the ways of saying as well. So I think that opened already my mind. And then when you go to Croatia, you hear Croatian, you go to Germany, you hear Germany, German, and so on. I think that already helped since the beginning. Wow, wow, wow. I found it so interesting, right? Um, for me, right? Um, one of the questions I always wanted to ask you is that um, when, I mean, seriously, and I, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, when you said you turned 40 and you were just assessing your values and everything, I was shocked because in my in my eyes, you are like, you know, in your early 30s and um, you always live life with so much passion and so much verve. Um, yeah. And I remembered, you know, when I first met you, I have a sense of, you know, kind of um, professional envy, like, hmm, you know, it's like, I, 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 want, I want to have a little bit of what, what she has, you know, that kind of... Uh, that, that the energy, you know, that the energy to connect with people, the energy that you have, that 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 insatiable curiosity you have about the world that you live in today. Um, and you know, when a lot of our podcast listeners, when they're listening to, to, to stories like that, right, one of the common questions they probably have is, well, it's good for her, you know, but I am not her, you know, I don't have that opportunity. Uh, I don't come from a good background. Um, maybe they say things like, oh, but now I'm married, I have kids, I've got commitment, I cannot live a wholehearted life. What would you say to people who have this uh, thinking about the obstacles? What would you say to them to encourage them or inspire them to live a whole other lifestyle? Yes, absolutely. That's such a good question. And I would say it's about passion. So it's about finding something that you truly like. You don't have to do what I do, what Cohen does, although Cohen is doing great things. Absolutely. I would love to do many of the things that he's doing. But um, I think we all, we all every single one of us has to find their own passion. And then when you're passionate about something and you really see it, not, a, not only as something that is fun, but actually something that is your purpose, then you will prioritize it. Like, for example, I like most people tell me that 
I appear to be very energetic. And to tell to tell you the truth, I'm not always full of energy. Sometimes I'm really tired <laughs> because I do a lot of things. So I don't sleep enough and so on. But um, I still do a lot of connecting, you know, what we call super connecting. I still do public relations because this is actually my, because I have, it's a pleasure for me. I have fun with it. And also I see my purpose in it. So sometimes maybe you're like, oh yeah, I really don't have the energy for anything anymore. And then certainly you, you won't be able to find the energy to do pay the bills, for example, because it's tedious, of course, in admin work or for example, cleaning, that kind of stuff. You won't find the energy, but then if you have the idea, oh, actually, even in this state, I could, you know, send an audio note to somebody or connect to people or whatever, then all of a sudden I find the energy and the motivation because there's a purpose, right? Because I see that I'm creating value for these two people that I'm putting together. And to me, it's not a great, it's not anything major because it will take me 10 seconds, you know, to create a, a thread with these two people and to drop some info as to what they have in common. And that's it. It took me 10 seconds and um, it's like, oh my God, I've really maybe, let's say, changed the trajectory of somebody's business or somebody's life or somebody's life because they connected these two people and all of a sudden a whole world of opportunities opens up to them right so I think this is really what motivates me yeah. and I think that everybody you know if you really find something that is your uh, purpose and you have fun with it then I think that you're able to um to overcome obstacles as well when it comes to being tired when it comes to you know all the obligations that we might have of course we won't have infinite time but we will be able to find at least some time I would say what do you think Owen? I really think so too I mean that's that, that's beautiful I, I I think there's something that's that there's a nugget the nuance that you 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 put in the middle that I really want to to, to double click on you say that you you have a sense of purpose and um, having a sense of purpose doesn't have to be this whole tedious thing like, you know, you need to go maybe perhaps to, to India and meditate for half a year uh, or travel around the world for one year to find your purpose. I think purpose is actually found in the very little things that we do on a day-to-day basis, right? Let's say even if you if you work at, um, at a store checkout counter, right? It's like when you see, you put a smile on people's face and, 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 and you feel good about it, that is an indication of your purpose, right? So your purpose is to, to bring smile to people, is to make people happy, is to uplift people, right? So purpose exists in the little moments, not in the big grand gestures. And I really like what you just said about, you know, that 10 seconds, right? That's so, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And I know that you're a great connector as well. Like I, I use the example of connecting people and you are connecting people on a serial level as well. And this is something that you do beautifully. So I think that can, you can relate as well when I say that it's amazing how much value you can create in just 10 seconds when you put two people together, right? <laughs> it, it really excites you. Like if you see the opportunity to connect two people, I'm like, I want to do it now. I want to do it immediately because like I get all of this adrenaline in my body because I'm like, oh my God, I can create value. It can change maybe somebody's life. Yes. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, Let's talk about your uh, your life right now, currently, right? Running your business and everything. Right? What, what are three exciting things you're working on in 2023 that you want to share with us? Yes, definitely. So one of them is definitely expansion. So I want to expand 
actually, to be honest, my own visibility, because last year, as I was starting my business, I was actually helping a lot of people with their own visibility, which I'm still going to do this year as well. But now I think it's time to work on my own visibility as well. So um, I've been working, going live on Facebook, my Facebook group called Personal PR, by the way, been going live there for every, basically every day for um, nearly 100 days consecutively. And three days ago, I started going live on Instagram every single day as well. So these are some of the things that I would like to do. I would like to create more reels on Instagram and, you know, TikTok and so on. I'm also going to launch my LinkedIn, relaunch my LinkedIn profile, actually with thought leadership around it. So I'm going to create content around personal PR. And this is, I think, one part of it. And then another part for 2023 would be actually more offline things. So, yeah, so I'm launching um, a series of panels called JFab because my my nickname is um, uh, JFab, uh, the JFab panels. So just the other day, four days ago, I was at the World Economic Forum in Davos here in Switzerland, and I held a panel about, you know, women in sustainability and how women in sustainability really make things tangible, unlikely, you know, unlike the let's say the people who are just protesting on the streets, the, the activists or throwing paint on paintings, right? Um, and unlike the establishment leaders that are just talking all the time and getting nothing done, right? So I identified this, let's say this um, category, which is in between, and actually it's represented mostly by women, at least here in Switzerland. This is what I saw. And I decided to throw a panel and also to basically moderate it. So I really, really enjoyed that experience. I already have panels on the personal PR show, which is my show, my podcast, but it's actually on video. And I was like, you know what? I really want to do more uh, live stuff, more live panels. So once a month, I'm going to hold, you know, some uh, some events, like one event a month with a series of panelists with me on stage and with a small crowd as well. But certainly we're going to live stream. So this is something that is coming up as well, like more offline things, because to tell you the truth, since COVID, I've been mostly, I've been operating mostly online which is great because you get to talk to the whole world every single day, right? In the morning, it's Asia and Australia. In the evening, it's the, the States. And in between, it's also always Europe and Africa and the Middle East. But I think now I've, I really want to expand, going back to point number one, to you know the offline world as well. So I can cover both areas. In terms of number three, I think I'd like to have, this is something personal, I think I'd like to have more experiences because it's the same reason I've spent most of most of my time at home. And it's great, I had lots of experience with my kittens and online, we're here living with me and online as well. But I think I want to travel, go back to traveling a little bit more. And I certainly hope that I can, uh, you know, I can combine this with speaking opportunities as well, which is exactly what you do. So when you were saying at the beginning of this interview that you admire me and sometimes you would like to do what I do, this is a moment for me to tell you, I would love to do what you do. Like traveling so much for speaking, right? I'd love to go on a cruise as well and speak for like a week every single day. Exactly. So um, yeah, so I think these are the three things, the three main, let's say main items that occur to me when I think about 2023, Cohen. Wow, such an exciting year ahead for you. And um, I mean, I'm just listening and I was just listening to you. I, I, I actually like the, the, the piece where you say something about um, be a voice for, you know, I, 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 I may have a, a kind of like a paraphrase it a little, but you really want to just put your, yourself out there to you know, facilitate panels to make real change instead of, you know, just people like activists and just talking about things, but you really want to be a real change. And the word that really I saw as I was listening to you, is catalyst. 
you are such a catalyst. Like we say, we, we connect two people, the, the, their life trajectory may just change. And I think you are a catalyst for change. And I think that's just, I mean, it may not be a most sexiest of words, but it's a very simple, but you know, um, the vision that I see, you know, it's a very, very powerful archetype that, that, that you are, uh, the kind of person that you are. That's your biggest contribution in the world by, by just connecting people and be a catalyst. Thank you so much, girl. And oh my God, I love this word. And actually, I would like to return this word to you because to me, I mean, you've introduced me to so many people who then uh, made a difference in my life. So definitely you catalyzed so much change in my life as the one. I'm sure that you do the same thing also with other people, loads of other people. Plus you catalyze also, I think, with your ideas, because when you speak, when you public speak, be it on a cruise or wherever, in which kind of venue, whatever venue in the world, um, you really like your message is really um, how can I say really touching people's hearts it's not a coincidence that you called your podcast wholehearted right because you I think to to me you really go like to reach a person directly at their heart and and this is beautiful and when people are really touched emotionally then of course this is where change happens wow 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 you are not just a catalyst but you're also a seer you see what's beautiful about me and I see what's beautiful about you. And I think um, together we can, can, we can make a big difference the, the way we, 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 we work, we operate. That's why we're great friends, right? Even though we are separated by so many thousand miles. Um, I mean, one question I have to ask you, right? And, I, and, I, and I'm just so inspired to ask you this question. As I was just listening to you share, it was like, I, I was in my head, I was thinking, wow, this lady has no fear. <laughs> so um, so my, my question to you is um, like, what, what is the source of your courage? And is it true that you have no fear? Of course, it's not true, right? But tell me more. I have my fears, definitely. So I have to say I have less fears than in the past because when you do something, then of course, then you're not scared of it anymore. So for many, many years, I, was, I always have to tell myself, um, first you do the thing you're scared of, then you get a confidence at a, in a second step, right? So that helped me a lot for a lot of years. And it was liberating and empowering when I heard this sentence for the first time about 10 years ago. So that helped me for a long time. What is helping me today is actually this, which you will see. Actually, it's not a tattoo. It's just something that I write with a pen, with a blue pen. So it looks like a tattoo. And I write it every morning. I wrote it this morning, but then I showered, so it's gone away. I have to write it again. But anyway, it says, bold moves, collapse sign, BMCT, right? Because I think also with time, in the sense of time passing in your life, you know, reaching a certain age, I'm 41 and a half as we speak, I think that you appreciate time much more and you don't want to waste it. You know, I wait. I, if I look back, I wasted so much time when I was a teenager or in my twenties with wrong decisions or even just procrastinating in different ways. But I wasted time, and I don't want to waste it anymore. I have so many things that I want to get done, so many people that I want to help, so many anim animals that I want to help as well, because that is actually my biggest cause. And um, I don't want to make you know silly decisions anymore, or not 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 to make any decisions like no decisions and procrastinate as well I say procrastinate a few things like admin as we know but uh, in general when I see that there is an opportunity to actually collapse time and move things and change people's lives and animals lives and so on then I just do it so I really try to focus on that and I think that 
I believe in two things. I believe in incremental growth. So basically, let's say your daily routines, your morning routines and so on. I'm, I love routines. I'm a Virgo, so I love routines. I'm doing routines all day long and I have all like all, all of my lists and so on. Yes, definitely. But I think it's not enough. It is necessary, but it's not enough, right? What you need is also kind of, let's say, explosive growth as well sometimes and you have to do bold moves so it's a combination of routines and bold moves and this is really where you can collapse time right and you can get things done and you can change things for yourself or for the others so I think that is at the moment the biggest source of my courage Cohen <laughs> wow um usually I would say to people I don't like it I absolutely love it right I dig it I totally <laughs> dig it it's like bold <laughs> moves collapses time yeah. Wow, what a mantra, what a mantra. It's like to live life by. And it's so, and, and, and what I like is that this bold move is not something that is like, you know, impulsive, you know, wow swipes of bold moves, but really it's grounded in routines, as you mentioned. You're so methodical about the way you think, so logical, so methodical. Uh, you're able to enumerate your points so well. You're, you're crystal clear, your communications, even though you speak so many languages. And um, I think your, the, the bold moves, it doesn't always have to be, like back to what I said early on, doesn't have to be grand, big gestures, but bold moves could be, you know, that 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 the podcast they want to put out, right? Something that I, I made in 2022. I've always wanted to do a podcast, and but I, I've always admired podcast hosts like Brene Brown, Adam Grant. I listen to the podcast every day when I go for my daily jogs. But I, I always have this self-doubt, right? It's like, is my voice good enough, right? Uh, am I good enough, right? Um, why ever be consistent enough? Because I, I've got a, I've got a, a track record, unfortunately, of, of, of procrastination, of starting projects with great enthusiasm, but only to let it fizzle out. And so I had to overcome a lot of like internal barriers um, that's invisible, but that really to me was like a bold move. And I'm, and I'm really happy about it. You know, I'm talking to you today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm, I feel more alive than ever. <laughs> absolutely right because all of these bold moves they make you feel alive as well because there's a sense of possibility of opportunity linked to them right and it's like okay I'm going to be bold and I'm going to grab the opportunity I'm going to cre even create the opportunity and that gives you so much energy and so much excitement definitely well done on uh, starting the podcast by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've got I've got more more bold moves uh, lined up as well but I really like the fact that it's really um you know um, grounded in routines because routines ground me as well you know it's like I, I go for my daily jogs listen to podcasts listening to inspiring stuff um, and that, that really is something I must do as you face the challenges of living up to your own and others expectations you may sometimes feel lost and lonely however know that you're not alone we are here to support you in leaning courageously into your heart's promptings if you like more tips, resources, and to learn more about how you can live more wholeheartedly, or to book me as a speaker, trainer, or coach, please go to coentan.com. That's C-O-E-N-T-A-N.com. Wow, Jessica. So I mean, it's like such a it's such a great session. It's such a great session. I don't really really want it to end. I'd like to ask you uh, some some um, questions. Um, so my first question is, uh, what is one um advice or one one advice that you have taken mm -hmm. that has changed your life mm. 
Okay. I think it was 20 years ago when I met my best friend for the first time. I was studying in Heidelberg in Germany and I met um, my tutor. He was actually only my tutor in the beginning. Then we made friends and he became my best friend who is still in contact now. And his name is Omar. And he speaks like so many languages, like he speaks as many languages as I do, but he has four native languages. Well, I have only four, uh, one. So that makes a whole a world of difference, of course, because you can connect to people much better if it's, you know, you can connect in their native language and it's your native language as well. But this aside, what I learned from him, from him is that how to converse to people and with people. And basically that changed all of my human interactions because I, he told me that you don't have to make it about yourself. You have to make it about them, right? So for example, ask them questions. Maybe a lot of people are like, oh my God, but I don't know what to say in this interaction. I don't want to start talking with this person because I don't know what to tell. I don't think they have anything interesting. I think that everybody has something interesting to say. But anyway, the point is ask them questions, for example, make them the center of the conversation. And they will open up for certain, because he said, my best friend said, um, just talk about their favorite topic, which is just themselves. Everybody is their own person, you know, favorite topic, so to say. And and I think this is a little bit of a generalization, but I did, did see this tendency because, I mean, over the past 20 years, I've talked to thousands and thousands of people. And I really see this trend. Like when you ask questions to somebody, they will open up to you and they, you will build rapport. And then people, I will conclude with this, people don't really remember facts about you, maybe the, the actual content of the conversation that you had, but they remember how you feel, they felt during the conversation in your presence, right? So this is something that really, really changed my professional life, my student life back then, my social life, all of the relationships that I have, they were all changed by this, you know, pearl of wisdom. Wow, that just reminds me of the quote by Maya Angelou who says that people forget what you do or people forget what you say, but they will never forget how you made them feel. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. And it's very related to also what my mentor, Marshall Thurber, uh, taught me, right? He said, in order to be an interesting person, first be an interested person. Yes, You are an interested person. You are an interesting person. Totally, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> Talking it. about mentors, talk about my mentors, uh, I think Omar is your mentor, right? So my next question will be about supporters, right? Um, who is a supporter that in your life that has made a difference in your life, a supporter that you're you're really grateful for? Yeah, I think my biggest supporter has always been my mom since I was a child and when I was a teenager and she would send me, you know, to all of these countries in order to, to, to study languages and learn and practice, especially all of these languages. Um, she's always supported me also in my professional life and through the, the ups and downs, because let's face it, of course, I've been working for 16 years since I was 25. Of course, I've had my lows as well. And she was always there, always there, always encouraging me. And actually, she's not a person who speaks a lot. And um, she, when she encourages me, she just gives me pearls of wisdom instead of, you know, talking to me for 10 minutes. But um, also physically, she's always been there. Like she would come to the place where I was living. I lived in many countries, six countries all over Europe. She would always come and visit me. For example, she comes to Zurich regularly. She's 67 now. She was still getting her car and drive here, right? So I think she ha has always been my biggest supporter. And I've always felt that whatever I'm going through, I'm not alone. I'm not, I always had my mom and she will, you know, pick my calls in the middle of the night if I need it. 
Um, it's great to have this feeling. I hope that everybody has such a person in their life. It's good to have the feeling that, that that person that, you know, whatever happens, they will always be there for you at whatever time, in whatever place, uh, through whatever situation. That really, really helps us, let's say, calm our nervous system and, and actually venture into the world more because we know that there's always a safe harbor that we can go back to. Do you have that person as well, Cohen? Yes, yes, yes. I have that person. And um, I mean, that person, um, I have many of many of such persons actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for different things, right? I think we 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 feel safe to talk to different people for different things. And I think that's very, very, very important. So um, my next question to you is what's the most powerful question you have ever been asked before? Wow, that is a good one. Actually, this question. <laughs> <laughs> but this one aside. <laughs> Yes. So I think uh, one of the most powerful questions that I've been asked is about purpose, because that was a few years ago for the first time when I actually approached personal development for the first time. That was about 10, 11 years ago. And I was actually new to all of these, you know, practice of goal setting and, you know, talking about values and purpose and so on. And I think that really, really helped me because back then maybe I had a rough idea of what goals and purpose were, but not, let's say, only in generic term and not terms and not related to my life. And that led me to really go on a journey of self-discovery, really an introspect introspective journey within myself. And um and yes, and I think that this question is not something that you ask yourself once and then that's it and you're done for your life or for the rest of your life. I think that needs to be asked regularly, maybe once a year. And then when you do, you really, I do it once a quarter, to be honest, because that is, of course, related to business as well. And I like setting goals for my private life as well on a quarterly basis. But at least I think that, you know, we should ask ourselves this question once a year. And it's really, really interesting also to document the answers to this question and to realize with time how we have changed, how our values, our purpose has shifted, right? I think it's a beautiful thing to observe and maybe to share with somebody as well. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Indeed, very, very powerful questions um, about purpose, right? It's like, I think our purpose changed throughout our lives. Uh, people often have this romanticized idea of, you know, um, have, finding that one true purpose in life and then uh, it, it's, never, it's never always like that, right? So like even your purpose may show up in different vehicles, right? So you may live your purpose in different ways, right? Um, I mean, you were living your purpose connecting with people when you were a teenager, writing, writing letters to your pen pals, right? You were serving your purpose. You just didn't know it yet, but you were. <laughs> pointing that out definitely yeah, yeah. how about you? <laughs> what is your purpose would you say and how has it shifted through the years i think one of my purpose right is really um to to bring out the best in people and uh, even on this podcast i always make a very big effort to um not make it about me but make, make it about my guest and because i'm always in the process of you know interesting introducing cool people um uh, introducing cool ideas to my podcast um guests uh, and also my podcast listeners and so uh, this is one of the things that I've always made a very um, conscious effort to, to make other people the hero uh, because everyone is on a heroic journey. And, um, you know, we discussed this a lot in my, in my organization. Our, our mission in our lives is to, is, to, is to inspire individuals to flourish by setting hearts free. And um, we, we do this by heroing our audience. We do this by heroing the people we work with. So this is the, in the heart, in the center of everything that we do. Right. Yeah. We're always looking to heal people. 
Yes, absolutely. I love the term, the verb hearing. So basically, <laughs> you created a, a verb out of the word here of the noun hero. I love this. Yeah. But as a linguist, I very much appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Purpose is very much a verb, actually. Purpose is not a noun. Purpose is not a thing. It's not a destination. Purpose is not to have a lot of money. Although having a lot of money is great, you can help more people. But purpose is always about a verb. It's the thing you do, right? Um, that that emotion creates, you know, change in the world, creates impact in the world. Just okay, thinking about it the other way. The other day, as I was entering into Philippines at a customs, the customs officer asked me this question. Is this your first time here? And after that, he asked me this question, where are you going, Philippines? And the third question he asked me is, what are you here for? And if you think about these three questions that the, the customs officer asked me, shouldn't we be asking ourselves these questions on a quarterly basis too? If, if we are doing something, is it our first time doing it? If we are visiting a place or going to some place or doing something for the first time, it just means that we are pushing the boundaries of our comfort zone and that we are growing, that we are in our growth zone. We have a growth mindset. And of course, we are, the question is, where are we going? We should always be asking ourselves a question, where are we going with our life? Where are we going with our business? Where are we going with our career? Where are we going with uh, raising our family, right? And the third question, of course, is why are you going there? Right? Why are you going there for, right? So I think these are very powerful questions that even though you, the, 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 the customer officer look at me in a very stern face and ask me these three questions, but to me, I think those are very powerful questions. I wish I would be asking myself these questions all the time. I love the anecdote. I hope that you use it as um, content for one of your next speeches because it's amazing and it's thank so you. easy to remember and internalize as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, I, I live for moments like that because I it struck me straight away. <laughs> so the, the next question is, um, what's the most courageous thing you have done in your life that's made all the difference, that's changed the trajectory in your life? Hmm... I think definitely starting my own business was very courageous. I'm talking about something recent. So my life has been quite long, 41 years old, 41 years. So I think I've done a few courageous things in my life and also things that were not very courageous, to be honest, like not making decisions. So as usual, we have our ups and downs, uh, highs and lows. But um, to pick something recent, I would say starting my business because certainly it's not easy. It's not easy. I certainly had a lot of, let's say, a huge network and great network and a reputation that I had already created for myself. I certainly was able to leverage those, but it's still not easy. Um, it's not easy when you then um, start about, you know, start thinking about creating a team and growing a team as well, which is something that I did over the, over the 2022. It's not easy to also put yourself out there like, when everybody knows you as, you know, the personal, the public relations manager of Singapore Airlines, and then all of a sudden you present yourself to the world as a personal PR strategist, right? So um, I think the all of these things were not easy, but they were going back to the sense of purpose. This is something that I really, truly felt that I wanted to do because I feel that I can make a bigger impact in this role than at Singapore Airlines, to be honest, right? So... I think this is what led my courage and also, you know, also understanding that in order to collapse time, to do things quicker, to have a bigger impact, as we said, we have to make bold moves. So um, all of these, like when I started going live, of course, I didn't feel like it. I was super scared of myself coming, even coming from public relations, having a little bit of a public speaking background as well. Still starting going live was not easy. And now, but I just jumped into the cold water and then I went for it. And, and now I go live, you know, I've been going live for uh, 
92 days in a row it's like second nature is like my element now one of the things that I did to open 2023 Cohen is that on the 1st of January I jumped into the cold lake Lake Como I was there visiting my parents I jumped into the cold lake. Yes, a lot of courageous stuff during 2022 but two for 2023 I have even let's say higher and bigger um, goals and that required a lot of courage as well so I had to up my game when it comes to courage and I was like okay the best way to give a signal to me and to other people as well around me that I'm there and I have the courage and I'm ready to go it's actually to you know jump into the cold water of Lake Como on the 1st of January and uh, that helped me so much and when I I'm going through a difficult situation in which I don't have the courage. I'm like, come on, look what you did on the 1st of January. You were able, to, if you were able to do that back then, jump into the cold water, you can do this as well. Like the current challenge that I have, that motivates me a lot. Wow, fantastic, fantastic. We're coming to the end of, of, our, of our podcast. I, I think we're just um, diving into some, some, some deep waters here. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> because this conversation has been so much fun, as you can tell uh, from my reactions. I'm having so much fun in this conversation. I don't want it to end. Um, yeah, but um, there's one, one, one final question I want to just ask you about this. Is I think part of the wholehearted podcast, the idea of whole is to be holistic again. And, you know, um, and part of that, that a journey towards whole, to being whole again is of, of course healing, right? And um, so what are some of the things that you have had to, you know, um, overcome and how did you embark on this journey of healing yourself? Yes, this is a good question because I've been on a healing journey for a long time, for at least 20 years, you know, reading a lot of books, talking to people and so on. And then 10 years ago, I discovered coaching and all of the self-development, personal development industry, which I love. And this is one of the reasons why I decided to start my own business, because I really want to support people who are operating the self-development industry. And I have to say, though, that I've always been a very heady person. So I was always in my brain. And, you know, all of this reframing that people do in personal development, especially in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, really helped me like all of the things that I've told you over the past 45 minutes in this interview were related to you know reframing and finding courage through reframing right that helped me this still helping me but last year I actually discovered something more which is the somatic dimension nervous system work emotion, emotional regulation somatic work embodiment and so on so um that was groundbreaking to me because a lot of times through, let's say, reframing, you're actually bypassing your own emotions. You find yourself in a situation that is difficult, right? Where we have uncomfortable emotions. And then you try to rewire your brain by thinking about other things. And then you manage to go to a state of excitement and so on and courage and everything that we've talked about. Where are these, these emotions going? The emotions that you had in the beginning. Emotions are energy. They're going to get, go somewhere, right? So this means that they will stay in your body and they will still find a way to express themselves, maybe through a symptom that you will develop. A lot of people get back pain because this is because they suppress, they're used to suppressing their emotions, right? Yes. And, you know, different people will have different symptoms. So... Some people can't sleep. Like I'm not a very good sleeper, to be honest. When I have some worries on my mind, then I can't sleep. So um, really tuning myself, tuning into my emotions, really feeling them in my body, giving them the time, the, the opportunity to express themselves, 
was groundbreaking to me. It takes time, of course, but this nervous system work, I call it nervous system work or emotional regulation really, really helps. And that doesn't mean that you're not going into reframing, but now when I have a negative, let's call it negative, uncomfortable emotion, first of all, I recognize it, I label it, I feel it in my body. I take the time to breathe into them. If I feel it here, for example, then I will put my hands here, different things that you can do. And then in a second step, I will do my reframing and I'm, I'm ready to go afterwards. So this feels much more holistic. When we're talking about holy and holistic approach, when we're talking about, about being wholehearted, whole people, healed people, um, then I think that this is definitely what I have to mention. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And when you're sharing, uh, there were a couple of times I want to almost have to stop myself from jumping in because I was so excited. I was going, yes! <laughs> and even there was a moment when my heart actually had a, had a bit of a, you know, had a moment. I was like, mm, wow, you know, that, 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 that touched me. That touched me. Oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. God. I'm honored to be touching you, your heart, because you touched my heart. And everybody's, you know, all of your listeners and, you know, the people that you work with, you touch their hearts as well. So you're known for touching hearts. And if you tell me that you, I'm touching your heart, that's really flattering. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, welcome. And seriously, um, I always believe in um, transformational dialogues. And, you know, every single podcast interview that I have, it is a growth journey for myself. It is, like I say, can you tell I'm having so much fun? Like, I don't want it to end, really. You know, it's like, this is what I live for. And um, I, I, I genuinely, truly am having fun. And, um, and conversations like that are really transformational to me as well. It makes me a better person. I always learn so much from all these interviews. And I'm looking forward to continue to serve the world with, with, with this. So um, where can our listeners find out more about you, Jessica? Yes, so I would say um, Linktree is actually very convenient. So you go on LinkedIn um, and you enter JFAB, which is my nickname, JFAB, PPR, which stands for personal PR. And then you will find all of my links. So you will find my Instagram, my Facebook, my Facebook group, my uh, YouTube channel with the personal PR show. The personal PR show is on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube. I'm going to launch my LinkedIn in the next two or three weeks, you know, creating sort of leadership around personal PR. I have TikTok as well. So all of my links are in there. Beautiful. So I encourage listeners to go and follow um, Jessica on all her various channels because uh, you, you will, you're going to be guaranteed to get a lot of inspirational content. And as well, she's such a fun person, as you can tell, right, from this whole other <laughs> podcast. All the links, I'll also be putting it inside the, the show notes. So once again, thank you listeners for listening and um, catch you on the next Wholehearted Podcast. Meanwhile, stay wholehearted. Thanks for being part of this heartwarming conversation today. If you've enjoyed the show as much as I have creating it for you, I really appreciate it if you can leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you won't miss a future episode? To the next episode, Stay wholehearted.